welcome to Brand With Podcast. I am your host, Ivan Estrada. In this podcast, we will be discussing all things branding and marketing, from fashion to design, real estate, entertainment, tech, philanthropy, and much more. Nothing is off the table. We will have guests from all over the world to give you a global perspective on branding and marketing. Our goal is to dissect as many branding and marketing experts to get you all thinking about your brand by providing motivation and inspiration for you. Thank you all for listening and let's roll. For the 14th episode of Brand With Podcast, I would like to welcome one of my very best friends whose personal branding journey has been an inspiration to me. This next guest moves from rural Australia to manifest his Mm -hmm. career in entertainment in Los Angeles. Now, as a veteran Hollywood correspondent, he has covered the Grammys, the Emmys, the MTV Movie Awards, the Oscars, the Golden Globes, and the list goes on and on. In 2018, he hosted Arab Fashion Week and the Arab Fashion Awards in Dubai, as well as the American Idol After Show. Now, our next guest is the creative director and also the part owner of the high fashion swimwear brand Argyle Grant, advocate for the LGBTQ plus community and the host of his own show live in L.A., Welcome, my friend, Dean McCarthy. How are you? Uh, good morning. I'm so excited to be talking to you today, Ivan. Good morning. Oh, this is so fun. And and guys, just so you guys know, like, Dean and I, we go way back. Like, we actually used to live together. Um, <laughs> part of my morning routine, or the reason for my morning routine, is because Dean. Like, I used to see Dean wake up at, like, 4 in the morning and go out and start his day. And I used to think to myself, like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, why is he waking up so early? And he taught me the importance like of a morning routine, which I do now, which completely changed my life. And especially as an entrepreneur, like just waking up early, going to the gym, having like some type of routine is, is so important. And and I got that from you. And, and, you know, I'm always very thankful for that, for inspiring me to do that. So tell me a little bit more. I mean, there's multiple brands that you have and they're very strong because, you know, you're you're very well known for in the entertainment reporting world, but also now as, uh, you know, part owner of Argyle Grant. And mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know the brand, go to ArgyleGrant.com. They have incredible swimwear. I mean, it's just quality style. I mean, it's just it's off the charts. But Let's start with the entertainment reporting. Like, how how did that come about? How yeah. was that journey? Uh, it's a long one. So I actually started as a radio announcer when I was 14 years old in Australia, out in the country, um, like in a rural area. And, um, yeah, they were they were looking for a new radio host, and um, I decided to apply, which was kind of unusual for a 14-year-old to apply for a radio hosting position. I was still at school, right? So, like, and they were like, they just thought it was really cool. They thought I had a good energy. And so everyone would go after school to play soccer or play basketball. And I would go to the radio station and I would host the radio that everyone tuned into. Like everyone would be on the bus going home from school. They'd all be listening to me on the radio. It's very unusual kickstart to my career. I loved it. And when I went away to boarding school, um, I did some television shows and some television commercials and things like that. And then in my 20s, I kind of got more into it, hosting radio programs and um, and guest hosting television shows in Australia. But it was when I moved to America that that part of my career really kind of um, became very serious and really took off uh, because I just threw myself into it here. There's so many opportunities here. So I've been doing it for a very 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 long time um and so I work still to this day though I work on my craft like one of the things that I always say to myself I still prepare heavily for every single interview I still never wing it and I've been doing this for 
20 years. So I started when I was two. So you know what I mean? So like there is no, there's, I still am very, very prepared and I still take it very seriously even to this day. Yeah. And you do Dean, cause we were actually in Vegas together a couple of weeks ago and he travels with all of his equipment and he mm-hmm. prepares himself to make mm-hmm. sure that he gives his best performance, which I think for any brand, right? We all have to sometimes make it look like we're winging it, but we just do so much prep behind the scenes that people don't really understand. And for anyone out there who's starting to, you know, either open a business or, or, you know, wanting to, it's that work ethic, right? And Dean, I mean, I do have to commend you on that because you do have that work ethic and you're just so self-disciplined, which is incredible. So let me ask you a question. I'm sure you get this a lot. You know, there's, there's so many entertainment reporters out there, but you really stand out. And like you said, you've been doing this for 20 years. Like why you, and I get that question asked for me in real estate, but like, why you, why is it that just people can't get enough of you other than your good looks and your personality? But, um, like, yeah, why you, what's your secret? My key things are, um, always be the hardest working person, always be the nicest and always be the most professional. So one of my key brand qualities as a host is I dress really well for the red carpets. Okay. And that everyone takes me seriously. So I turn up in a great suit, fitted suit, shirt, tie, even in a boiling hot LA day. And other hosts, not throwing shade or anything, everyone has their own brand. Other other hosts will turn up looking very casual. But when when the when the celebrities and the guests get to me on the red carpet, they stand up a little straighter. They they're like, this guy's serious. They take me very seriously. And it has that is one of the key elements of my brand. The other thing is I'm really, really nice. And in, in and I'm just a nice guy generally, and especially in my career. And so like in 20 years, I've never ever had a uh, interview shut down. I've never ever had a celebrity guest say, I'm not gonna answer that. Not once in 20 years ever have I had a publicist walk over and go, no, 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 he doesn't want to talk about that because I'm a really nice guy and I know that that is, that is also part of my brand as well. And if you watch any of my interviews, you'll see it always starts with a big smile, a big laugh, a fun moment. That is my brand, really fun, very, very professional and prepared and just a really nice guy. And the, that, that's very disarming for the celebrities. And so to answer your question, why me? I turn up, I'm, I'm early, I'm prepared. I look very, very professional. I look like I'm taking it seriously and everyone takes me seriously because of it. And I'm a really nice guy and I don't try and, um, rile them up or, or get um, a, uh, I don't try and get a piece of information out of them that's going to upset them or, or upset anyone. And I think that's why, why me. And I just, yeah, I've been doing it for a long time and I still take it very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And then one thing that I wanted to point out that you didn't say, Dean, is that you're just very authentic. Yeah. yeah like the Dean that you get out on the red carpet, on the catwalk of Argyle Grant, how he treats people in public is how he treats his friends is how I see him treat everyone. Like you get the same version, no matter what setting you're in, which I think for you as a brand, it's just very consistent and people know what they get from you, right? Like you just said it, you showed up in your best outfit, which you do. And you, Mm -hmm. when you're interviewing people, like you're, you know, you're there to showcase them and to make them feel like the star and want to really open up with you. And, you know, that's huge in any type of business, right? It's like, it's, it's human to human relationship when it comes down to it, right? It's like human, human relationship. And that's, that's, um, I think that's the key to me having a longevity in this particular industry is because just like you said, it is easy to act nice 
and friendly and personable on a red carpet. It's easy to act like that. Um, but very soon, if you're not really like that, <laughs> it starts to show. Like when the cameras are off, when you're setting up, uh, you know, I've seen people who are very, very personable and very friendly on camera. And then I've seen them off camera, what they're actually really like. And that is the reputation that goes around. So just like you said, I feel that about myself. And I think you would actually know that probably better than anyone because we've literally lived together, that what you see really is what you get. Um, and that's just kind of how I've always been, really. Yeah, yeah. And that's such, such a huge lesson for all of us as a brand. It's like, you know, don't be an asshole. Show up early. Dress the part, yeah. right? Yeah. And of your journey, what do you think has been probably the most... I would say maybe not life changing, but probably the biggest lesson that you've learned so far in it, either through Argyle Grant or through your entertainment reporting company. The biggest lesson I've learned so far, I think is, <laughs> I don't even know how to say this, but essentially like I used to be so worried about how the interview would go. What would the answer be? Would I get good content? And what I, when I realized when I lightened up, they're my two of my favorite words, lighten up, lighten up is the best way to live life lighten up it's really not that serious it's really not that deep the second i lightened up about it that was when i my career actually started to go really well because i actually relaxed into myself and i get to enjoy it and i feel like even the things like even from in my presenting career lighten up if things don't go well lighten up if if you don't get to talk to the big star because they got taken into the movie early in my business my Argyle grand business lighten up if there's an error in the production they'll just remake them you know lighten up like lighten up and i feel like that is how i've started to kind of really enjoy my personal and my professional career as well yeah so people lighten yeah. up like yeah honestly like when it gets down to it you know there's so many other things like uh, my mom used to always say like death and taxes right like those are the two things you can't really change but other than that like just Life is not that serious. Things, mm. you know, right now, obviously, we're, there's talks about inflation, which there yeah. is in the recession, and God knows what else is happening, right? The crypto stock market, and now real estate, which that's my world. And, you know, but regardless, it's like, all right, life happens, lighten up, just put mm. out, just do the best that you can, yeah. show up, right? Yeah. Dress apart. And, mm. you know, there's just so, certain things that you can control, right? I think oh. there's one just that kind of brings up another, as you said that, it reminds me of something else that I think is really key. And this is something that I was taught when I was very young and I use this in my life and it has served me very well. And that is just no matter what the situation or what the circumstance, no matter what has happened or who said what, always do the right thing. Just do the right thing. Yeah. And if you're sitting there and you're struck and you don't know which way to go or how to handle it, if you just do the right thing, everything will work out for you and you will literally have a very successful life and you'll be able to work with everyone multiple times. You don't burn bridges when you do the right thing. You don't get put on the spot when you do the right thing. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that's something in, in my business and in my career that has really served me well as well. When I'm stuck, I just think about that as my answer, really. That is something that works. And that's such good advice, Dean, because I think, you know, especially when times get tough, Mm -hmm. As a personal brand, as a company, you're you're dealt with situations where you think to yourself, wait, okay, there's a possible shortcut here that I can take. Yeah. Yes, it's going to hurt yeah. this person and that person, but uh, th they'll never know, right? They might exactly. never find out. And yep. I, from experience, you know, at, at a younger age, it's like it always comes out, right? It always does. And it's always going to hurt you in the long run. And it's just mm -hmm. just doing the right thing. Even when times are tough is so important because that's what's going to get you 
through that. And at the end of the day, right, it's just having your your ethics right and your principles and your your values, which which I think you have. So let's let's take a little pivot on this. Um, you know, speaking of pivoting and brands who can do anything, I was just watching Jennifer Lopez's special documentary oh, yesterday. I mean, that woman, you know, it, she's an example of a brand who, you know, from an actress, dancer to actress to singer to clothing to you've dealt with her multiple yeah. times on American Idol. And, you know, she's the example of as long as you do good, right, you you give it your all. You can do anything. That brand goes with you anywhere you go. For me, I've actually, interestingly, I've always wanted to produce something. I've always wanted to manufacture something ever since I was very young. And the reason for that is this. So if as a television presenter, um, I am limited by how many hours there are in the day and that there's only one of me. <laughs> you know, like I can only do one job at one time in one day, right? Whereas a manufacturing of something there is unlimited potential. You could make 50 million shorts in one day, you know? So I always, my entire life, I wanted to manufacture something. Um, and the opportunity came to me when one of my best friends, Ryan, had the idea and he'd kind of been working on it for about two years and it hadn't gotten off the ground yet. And I studied marketing in Australia. And when I, my very first job in America was a marketing manager. So I was able to bring a bit of a marketing background. We knew nothing about manufacturing clothes. We knew nothing about fashion design or the structure or the technical side of it or anything and every single thing that could have gone wrong went wrong everything the first year of production they spelt argyle grant wrong on everything <laughs> label all the hardware it was spelt argyle grat and the second year all the hardware fell off and the third year the stitching came undone that we were actually manufacturing it locally in la at that time and then we had to move and find a new um, factory overseas so it takes so much resilience and um, getting back up, even when you fall over, probably Jennifer Lopez, I can't even imagine how much um, resistance she's had in her career. She only said the other day in an interview that for so long, people said she didn't have any talent, you know, and so she had to overcome all of that noise in her head and push forward and overcome all of the obstacles that she had. And so um, not that I'm comparing myself to JLo, although I do have some good moves that she could definitely use next music video for sure. But she, you know, it, it just takes so much work. And I always wanted to do um, and diversify. I still have other ambitions in different industries as well that I'm working on quietly in the background um, because I like to I like to spread out. Um, my parents had multiple businesses. So for me, it's not weird or unusual to have different industries and different businesses happening at the same time. Like my dad had a vineyard and then they had apartment blocks and then mum also had a cafe and a clothing store. So like we, it's very usual for me. It's how I grew up having multiple different industries and, and businesses. So that's super normal for me. People find it very unusual. People are like, what, how do you have your own show and a brand? Like what is going on here? Um, but that's super normal. And I, yeah, I want to diversify even more. Actually, I think I'm not doing enough to be honest. Yeah. Well, you and I are kind of like in that mindset where we always think we're, yeah. we're probably doing a lot and Yeah. always in thinking that there's more, right? I mean, personally, you know, I've been in real estate for 13 years and then I decided, you know, branding and marketing has always been a huge thing of mine. So let me launch a course like Brand with Video, which we launched mm -hmm. in two weeks. And then my book that came out last year, Brand with Purpose. And, and I'm always trying to figure out like, you know, we have... As humans, obviously, we have just so much time, but we all have our gifts. And as long as we figure yeah. out where we can kind of make those gifts grow, right, and have mm -hmm. the right people, like obviously, you know, you and Ryan had this partnership where, you know, he was 
from my understanding from Ryan, he's a pretty good guy with when it comes to money, right? And growing yes. businesses. And you have this incredible work ethic, eye for design. Like, you know what's up. You know what people are looking for. I mean, I, I wear your swimwear and anywhere I go, people ask, where did you get that? I love that print. And so you just have such a good eye. And I think it's it's all about finding that right, the team, right? Because none of us yeah. can do this alone. It's just finding the right team to get things off the ground. Totally, 100%. So let me ask you a question. When did you realize that, you know, Dean McCarthy was a brand? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, when did I realize that was a brand? I would say when I started to do more serious, bigger hosting roles in LA and when I would start to get feedback on things that, for example, I would post on social media or things that I should and shouldn't talk about on air. And so that's kind of, I think that if I would say in the last few years when I started to go, oh, okay, so people um, do listen. <laughs> so people do tune into the radio show, whatever. So I think it was, I would say in the last couple of years, um, I never ever thought about it like that. Um, but yeah, I would say in the last few years, I got grand, um, in the, I would say in the last probably three years ago is when I started to hear people say, oh, I know that brand. Or, and I would see it at a party or something. I'd see it like, you know, I would see someone wearing it randomly in the street. And I'm like, oh my God, someone's wearing the brand, which they should because we sell them. It shouldn't have been such a surprise. But yeah, I would say in the last few years, it's so important though to, um, to think about like everything that you do in the filter of what your brand is and what your brand isn't because brands can kind of they take a while to build but they can very quickly be brought down <laughs> so i think it's important to consider and have great friends that will keep it real with you um and 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 make sure that the things that you are doing the things that you're putting out there especially on social media obviously um that they are in line with your brand and you're very good with that dean and i you know i i tell people all this all the time including my team it's you know, some people may never meet you in person. They might just see right. what you put on Instagram and or Facebook or TikTok. And that's that persona, like what you put out there is the brand that you're broadcasting to the world. So it's like you have to be very careful on what you're putting out there, what you're saying, what you're doing. Um, you know, I've always been very cognizant of that. I always say, okay, if I post this, will my mom be okay with it? Right. Like, right. Is, this, is this, does this really go in line with what I'm trying to do? Right. Cause I'm not trying to separate people. I'm not a newscaster. Right. I'm not commenting on certain things that I have no idea about. Right. Like, cause there's questions that I get that I'm sure you get all the time. That's like, Ooh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I, I'm not the right person to ask that question. Talk yeah. to me about real estate and branding, right. but everything else, uh, I, I can't, you know, I can't comment. Right. And so, with my course brand with video, I'm, I'm trying to teach entrepreneurs or just businesses how to brand themselves, mm. uh, you know, using video, their products, mm. their services, how to create content and pretty much sell themselves on camera, which is yes. what you do so well. But I think the biggest obstacle for most people is getting over the fear, which for me was my biggest goal with this course is how do you get people on to the camera? putting yep. it out there without kind of cutting themselves and being so judgmental with themselves. I hate the way my mm. hair looks. I hate the way my skin looks. You've mastered that. Like, how were you able to get through the fear? Like, like mm -hmm. go back to when you first started doing video. 
how did you get over the fear and how did you get out of your head so that you can really showcase your authentic self on screen? Such an excellent question and such an important thing to talk about because video is so important. Video video has built Argyle Grant. The reels and videos of Argyle Grant's runway shows have literally built the brand, literally. Um, and in my presenting career, obviously the same thing. How did I get over that? For me, first of all, like, like I said, I mentioned this earlier in our interview, lighten up. No one really cares. No one's sitting at home worrying about how you looked. If your hair's out of place, no one probably even cared or noticed. Um, but I think there's a couple of things that you can do to really prepare yourself. And I know this is, you obviously go through all this in your course, but um, I think things like just being super prepared and practicing. And then obviously the more and more you do it, um, the better it gets and the more more relaxed you get as well. I used to be very nervous interviewing big celebrities. Obviously, I mean, <laughs> that's not probably a huge shock to anyone um, because I grew up in a small country town in Australia. So standing next to Meryl Streep or Tom Hanks is actually quite an overwhelming experience for someone who'd never even been to the theatre until I was like 10 years old, you know what I mean? So um, so, so this is the truth. Um, so I think that just practising and preparing, being really, really prepared for if you're going to shoot some video content, go through it, write your notes down. I actually, well, here's a little insight, when I'm doing a TV interview like for the Oscars or, or um, if there's a big news story has broken, there was the Johnny Depp Amber Heard broke. I preempt what they're going to ask and I will write out the answers to what I preempt that they're going to ask me. That obviously takes a lot of years to get that experience to kind of know. And I write it out and I read it out. And so when I'm asked those questions, um, they're kind of ready to go and I kind of can roll them off because I've already practiced. I'm that prepared. So the best way to get over that um, fear of new video content creation is preparing, knowing your stuff, um, you know, Take a photo of yourself in the mirror. Make sure your hair and, and shirt and everything, clothes look good so you don't have to worry about that. I used to always worry about my hair and, like, I never knew how to do TV makeup. So I asked one of a really top makeup artists here in L.A., what are some tips? And he taught me some tips. And now I don't have to worry about that. But I used to get the big line down the chin, <laughs> too pink, too brown, too orange, everything. So just prepare and, um, and, and yeah, practice practice it gets easier yeah, and speaking of like makeup I, I tried to do that once for my videos and it looked like i had just jumped out of a coffin oh. <laughs> good. you gotta find you know make sure you take you know advice from a right professional or you, or you yeah talk. yeah so <laughs> so the last question i want to talk about is you know i think with the times right now you know it's very uncertain times we talked about prior that you know the looming of inflation and the recession mm. and you know with all of this companies bigger companies you know if if they've got a lot of funds they're they're fine right they'll they'll yeah. figure they'll pivot they might let go of some people and obviously there's a lot of companies that you know like Carvana that's letting go of some people Redfin Compass um among other tech companies for yourself as a brand, right? Like for Argyle Grant or for your entertainment reporting uh, company, how do you prepare for something like this? Like, is this mm. something that you, you know, we talked about life isn't that, you know, serious, like just lighten up. But with things like this, right, when it comes to finances and economics, how do you, how do you prepare for something like this? For me, it's, um, it's about diversifying my um, revenue streams. Like that's a, that's just my personal answer and how I personally look at this. So for me, it's like diversifying revenue streams so that if, you know, and I learned my lesson when um, the pandemic happened and every single red carpet stopped, every single premiere, there was no Grammys, no nothing. I literally for a year 
didn't stand in front of a camera for a year and I got zero revenue income from my hosting for a year, right? Um, and so I diversified and I went into a different field that was, you know, essentially pandemic proof in a way. It was a medical field. So, um, so I think like diversifying my different income streams. And yeah, I think that's probably how I would, that is what I do. And that is how I look at it. Diversifying income streams um, and, and also like staying very like present to what's next and what's now. Like this is the dumbest and most basic example for you. Reels. <laughs> Reels. I, it's just in its purest, easiest form. A reel was when reels came out and I knew that Instagram was really pushing reels, right? Because they wanted to stay ahead of TikTok and they were like, reels are going to be our thing. I learned that a reel is going to get more engagement and Instagram is going to move up the algorithm and pr promote it more than if I just posted a video of the same structure, same video or a reel. And I started using reels and I've actually seen a huge increase and a massive engagement increase by doing that. So that's just an example of staying ahead of the times, looking at what's new, looking at what's modern, what's next. Um, so that you can kind of maybe be a one step ahead and then diversifying your income streams as yeah. best you can. D amazing advice. Diversifying yourself, different income streams. And the second one, like you said, it's like looking for opportunities, right? Especially yeah. as a business owner for reels, TikTok. I, it took me such a long time to, to do them. I don't know why I think I was so hesitant, especially on TikTok, but yeah. Hey, you've got to go where the eyeballs are going. And as business owners, as brands, we have to be open and try new yeah. things and not be uncomfortable. You know, and when I'm saying this to 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 our listeners, I'm saying this to myself because there's I still catch myself saying, nah, that's not for me. Right. Nah, I'm not gonna do that yet. Right. That's where the money is, right? You gotta <laughs> we gotta we gotta chase the money, right? Come on, Benjamin. Come on. I, yeah. I need you. Um so Dean, this has been so great. I mean, it's, it's just like conversations that we have every time we, you know, we hang mm -hmm. out, we go on our walks or hikes or mm -hmm. amazing lunches. All we do is laugh. I mean, you know, true friendship here. Um, yeah. is there anything before we close out anything that you want to say, anything that you want to add? Yes, definitely. There is something that I've learned, um, in my personal life that has really served me well. And it was completely unintentional. It is so unintentional. I preference it with that. But who you surround yourself with is key, is key. If your best five friends are all millionaires, you're going to be the sixth millionaire. And if your best five friends are all, um, you know, working at a very, very low paying job, you're going to be the sixth best friend working the low paying job. And like that is so, and when I say unintentional, when my brother, who's one of my best mates was over here recently and we were talking about my friends and we'll talk about what my friends are up to. And obviously you were your headline. And he was like, wow, you've really got like some really inspiring kick ass friends that are doing stuff. And I was like, I know. And I never meant that. I didn't search for that by any stretch of any imagination. I just am drawn to those people that are up to stuff because I like being around inspiring people that are doing big things. Um, but it serves you because I think that um, when you are surrounding yourself with people that are positive, busy, excited. You know, one of our best friends, Jason, who's a very successful surgeon here in LA. He's so inspiring as well. I love when I catch up with you or catch up with Jason or Tom, the second I leave, I'm like, yes, you're right. I want to open another business now. Like, so the key, I think this is the final thing I wanted to say was just who you surround yourself with is really important and it will affect all other areas of your life. So even if you're in a toxic relationship or a toxic friendship, toxic roommate ship toxic job toxic job it might pay you really well but it's toxic you just want to try and remove all of that away from you and just surround yourself with positive kick-ass people yeah and it, will, it will really help it yeah. will really I help that. i love that no and and you are dean like you're very inspiring to me and it's you know i think 
more now than ever, it's surrounding yourself with good people because, I mean, energy attracts energy and like attracts like, and you want to have those types of people to inspire you and to push you and not to, you know, badmouth you or try to put you down or say, totally. you know what? That idea is awful. No one's going to buy that. No one's going to want to buy that service or product. Like you need people who are going to push you. Right? Yeah. And it's 100%. key. It's key. Okay. So thank you all for listening to this episode of Brand With Podcast. If you want to learn more about Dean, you can check out the links in the bio of this episode. Follow Dean on Instagram at Dean McCarthy with two C's and follow us at The Real Brand With for your branding and marketing needs. I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you all again for listening to this episode. For more information on branding and marketing, check out our ecosystem on brandwith.com. You can also find more tips by signing up for our newsletter that's not boring or by following us on social media. If you're looking to get featured on this podcast to discuss your branding or marketing needs, find out how to do so on our website as well. Can't wait for you to brand with us again.